an entitled Karen crashed into my car with no insurance and demanded that I pay her $10,000 in cash just to cover her damages. And once I refused to do that, she called the cops and things escalated from there. Here's what happened. So first, some backstory. I own a Jeep and it's fully built. It's got a lift kit. It's got ADD bumpers and it's pretty much decked out the way you would want it to be. So one day I'm coming home from work and it's a summer day. So the roof is off and I'm having some open top fun. I stop at a red light and then suddenly there's a bang and my car lurches forward. I drive forward slightly and go back to assess the damage and lo and behold it's a Mercedes C-Class and it's a new one at that. It's completely destroyed from the front and my beautiful Jeep had no damage apart from maybe a few scratches. I then went back to go check on the passenger of the Mercedes. I got them out and luckily she was unharmed. But this entitled Karen did not stay civil very long because in literally under a minute right after she's out of the car she starts screaming about how I wrecked her car. I told her calmly that she was the one that rammed into me. After all I was sitting at a stoplight but I think she understood how my hitting her car would be impossible. I then offered to share our insurance details because I know that the damages to a Mercedes is not going to come cheap. But then she said something that absolutely blew my mind. She said that she didn't have insurance. Instead she demanded that I pay her $10,000 in cash just to cover the damages. And at this point I'm just stunned at how wrong this is. Because for one she hit me not the other way around. And also it's her fault for not having insurance not mine. She then went on to ramble about how her kids needed the money saying they had no money at the time and now her kids will starve because she will have to pay to fix her car and how it will be my fault when they are on the street tomorrow. And at this point I didn't believe this lady in the slightest. This lady owns a Mercedes. I doubt that they're going to be on the street anytime soon. When she demanded the $10,000 in cash I told her no. So she decided to escalate this to a place that I never thought would happen. She said that she would call the cops if I didn't pay her. And again after she said this I refused as this is just completely dumb. And so she did just that. She called the cops. The cops came and assessed the damage and asked us what happened. And she said and I quote this man backed into me at full speed on a red light. All I could do at that moment was just shake my head because that couldn't be further from the truth. The cops then asked me what happened on my end and so I told them and it became clear that this was my word against hers. But much to this Karen's dismay a local shopkeeper was there as well and saw the whole thing and even captured it on a surveillance camera. Needless to say I came out on top. The cops got her for reckless driving and driving without insurance. She then started yelling at the cops about how they would just let a criminal get away like that. They explained that I did nothing wrong and that they now had video evidence that she was in the wrong. The partner of the cop came to me and told me that if I can drive I can leave. So I got in the Jeep and I left. And honestly after that I never want to have a Karen experience like that ever again. How crazy do you have to be to not only ram into someone at a red light but then straight up lie to the police officer right to his face. That's probably the worst idea this lady had all day. And how on earth could someone really drive around without insurance on their car? That's actually crazy to me. Especially a Mercedes. That is so expensive. Not to mention the fact that she tried to get $10,000 out of this guy's pocket just to pay for her damages. But in my opinion, if you can afford a Mercedes and not have insurance, then you can afford your stupid mistake of ramming it to somebody and costing thousands of dollars in damage. In my opinion, she earned her reward. And maybe next time she'll learn to step on the brake once in a while. I just found out that my long-distance boyfriend is actually a catfish, and now I'm heartbroken and I don't know what to do. I'm a 28-year-old female, and I've been supposedly dating this guy for about six to seven months. We met online.
online through TikTok, and one thing led to another, and we developed a more intimate relationship. Everything only through text messaging, though. We talked about deep personal stuff, our worries, our jobs, stuff like that. We both even had losses in our families and consoled each other about it. I was caught in a pretty vulnerable time in my life, so I guess that helped the situation. I asked multiple times to call or video call, but he said he was shy. He said he would just do it later, and I just kind of brushed it off, since I'm naturally kind of an understanding person, or gullible as it looks like. And we had already exchanged photos all the time. As a side note, he had already seen me through video on TikTok, as well as videos that I sent him. We even discussed traveling to each other's cities, but couldn't make it happen because of our jobs. Long story short, tonight, out of the blue, unprompted, I decided to do a reverse Google search on one of his selfies. Who knows what guardian angel was smacking my head. Lo and behold, his face is all over Google. Not only that, all of his life, his family, pets, house, everything. He straight up impersonated this really big YouTuber. I'm not going to say their name, but they have about 500,000 subscribers. And at the time, I had no idea who this person was. So he had massive amounts of content to find photos, all according to the situations we were talking about. I am still shocked of how well he played that game. Here's the issue. Throughout this relationship, I sent him some pictures of me that are a little bit more intimate in nature. Nothing too much, but too much for me. Stuff I wouldn't be too happy with, especially if it was plastered all over the internet. As I said, I am active on TikTok and YouTube, and I have a Discord channel, and he is in all of those. At this point, I'm really not sure how to handle this and what his reaction will be. Frankly, I'm mostly just still in shock. I'm mostly thinking of just silently breaking up with him and hoping he'll move on and leave me alone. I'm omitting details partly because I'm worried he might be in here and partly because I am crying and trembling as I type. Yes, I'm an idiot, but no harsh judgment, please. I'm already shocked and devastated as it is. What should I do? This is absolutely horrific. I feel so bad for this person. It's bad enough to get catfished, but it's another thing to find out that they have pictures of you that you would not want on the internet. That is honestly heartbreaking. And I think your plan of silently breaking up with him and then eventually distancing yourself from him completely is probably the safest bet. You could just straight up expose this person and drag them through the mud like I'm sure you want to, but he could try and use those pictures against you, which is an unfortunate fact about this situation. But regardless of what happens, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this. Online dating can be super sketchy, especially when you get catfish like this. So hopefully he handles it well, and hopefully he just leaves you alone and moves on. I have a crush on my coworker, but she's a lot younger than me, so I don't know if I should ask her out or if I should just let this go. A little bit of background for myself, I'm a 37-year-old male, and I'm not exactly in great shape, as I'm fairly overweight. I have arthritis in one of my knees, bad enough to where I have to walk with a cane, and I have some trouble hearing due to years of listening to loud music, due to horrible self-esteem, and much teasing back during my school days. I've never really gotten the confidence to be able to go on a date with anyone, and have never really had any sort of actual dating relationship. Unlike a lot of the posts I've seen, where people are like, oh man, I'm so oblivious, people flirt with me, I just don't notice until it's too late. In contrast, I don't think I've ever really had anyone flirt with me. So as the title says, I have a crush on one of my co-workers. She's really smart. She's into a lot of the same hobbies I am. We seem to get along at work really well, and there's definitely a possibility we could have something going on. And if I wasn't such a chicken, I would ask her out. I can definitely make her laugh, even when we are both worn out from work. And while she's a vegetarian and I'm not, I don't think that's really that much of a deal breaker. We're something to start between us. However, this is probably the biggest reason I haven't tried anything, but this person is 19 years old. Not to say that she's not capable of 
making her own choices with regards to dating due to her age, but I mean my parents were at a similar age when they first got together, and that is also to say nothing about modern celebrity relationships. At the same time, I don't want to mess up any sort of professional relationship that I might have with her. I mean, I am going after someone that's literally half my age. On the other hand, I don't know if I could find anyone that I would really click with in my area like I feel I do with her, especially not without having their own baggage of previous relationships. So it begs the question, should I ask her out? This is all at the risk of the professional relationship in exchange for a personal one. Or should I keep my mouth shut and let someone pass me by in the hopes that I might find someone a little closer in age, even if it might take me longer just to find them? What should I do? I think asking her out would be a very bad idea. Not just from the age difference, which is the biggest reason in my opinion, but my personal preference is to not go after co-workers unless I know for a fact that it's not going to ruin work. But the age difference is just way too big. And there's probably a really good chance, if I were willing to guess, that she's being nice to you because she's at work. And generally speaking, that's typically what's expected of someone when they go to work. And it really is going to drive a wedge in your professional relationship with just about everybody in the office if you try to pursue the 19-year-old for a relationship. From the outside looking in, I'm sure you mean well, but it definitely comes off a little weird. So I would say try and look into someone that's your age. With all of the options online, I'm sure you can find someone who's your age that will love you in the way that you've always look for. Because otherwise, in my opinion, asking this teenager out on a date is only going to make things weird and incredibly awkward. Today, I messed up by accidentally throwing my phone away. And boy, am I upset. I was having lunch yesterday at my table and somehow the topic of my book bag came into the conversation. As I removed and flaunted about all the stuff I carried around school, I noticed there was some dirt in the bag. So, of course, I went to the trash can and did a little shake just to get the dirt out, all while carrying it upside down. While doing so, I heard a little thump in the trash can. So I did a quick glance, didn't think I saw anything unusual, and carried on my day. Now, it's about an hour since lunch ended, and I'm walking home from school. I remember that I should probably remind my mom that I have work today, and instinctively, I went to retrieve my phone from my bag. To elaborate, my bag has a pouch that's almost like a pocket, of which I place my phone and other miscellaneous items in there. So when I'm trying to reach for it, I realize my phone isn't there. I check inside my bag, but there's no luck. Maybe it's stuck in between one of my folders. I check that and again, it's not there. At this moment, I'm starting to panic and racing back to the school to look for my phone. During this, all the possible situations fly through my head. At first, I thought someone stole it, but when I thought about that, it didn't make much sense. Then, I thought I might have left it on the cafeteria floor, and that was precisely the moment it hit me. The trash can, the upside-down book bag, the thump. It was all connecting together and starting to make sense. Now, I'm panicking even more. When I get back to the school, I explain my predicament and of course, it seemed like no one would help me. Most likely, all the trash bags were already taken from the cafeteria and put out into the dumpster where they cannot allow students to search due to it being a safety hazard. Later, when my mom came along with me to see if anything could be done, one of the vice principals explained that the custodians could try to look for it and I could check back tomorrow, but it honestly sounded like school lingo of them basically saying, yeah, you're never going to get that phone back. Now my parents are mad at me for being the careless person that I am. I lost a way of communication between my parents and my friends. I lost all the things that I kept on there, including my work schedule. I cannot sign into my email because of Google's two-step verification that is mainly accessed on my phone. And now I'm a dejected mess who's really just trying to smile and make a joke out of all of it and not think too much about it. I think I would scream if I lost my phone by accident. That is a really terrible situation to be stuck in. And you're right, there's no way those 
those cafeteria workers are going to jump in that dumpster just to look for your phone. So I think it's safe to say that it is definitely gone forever. But even with that in mind, I don't think it would be that hard to try and track it down, right? Like all you would have to do is find all the trash bags from that day alone and then just start feeling through it. Like it wouldn't be that hard to let a student go up there with supervision and start feeling around the bags to see if they can find their phone. Like that's totally possible. I don't see anything wrong with that personally. If I was in your shoes, I probably would have just jumped in that dumpster anyways without them knowing and look for my phone or at least figure out which dumpsters they threw all the trash in, waited until they were not around and then looked anyways. The worst that could happen is you get in trouble and they tell you to leave. But in my opinion, it's worth the risk just so I can get my phone. But hopefully the cost for a new phone isn't that much. And hopefully next time you hold on to it and you don't accidentally throw it away. My classmate is trying to ruin my reputation at school and I'm worried that she's starting to succeed and I don't know what to do. So I attend a graduate program with someone by the name of Abby. That's not her real name. The environment at school is generally very competitive and rather toxic because everyone wants post-graduation jobs and there isn't enough to go around to all the students. This means we're all competing for the top grades, internships, and extracurriculars. My dad, who is in the same profession as me, says that everyone kind of chills out eventually once we graduate, but that's definitely not the case right now. My personality is introverted and reserved, and my style is basically to keep my head down and work hard. It's paid off because I'm one of the top students in our grade, and I also landed the most desired internship. Most people, except very close friends, don't know this because I dislike talking or bragging about myself, but Abby somehow found out. A group of us went out to eat, and at one point, she and I were alone, and she made sure to tell me that I didn't deserve my internship, stating that it was a fluke, and that I must have bribed a good friend who works for the program department to get me in. As a side note, I would never do that. This friend is like one out of like 200 workers. They are low on the totem pole and have no sway whatsoever in picking interns. I'm really non-confrontational, so I just smiled uncomfortably. I said I didn't think that was the case, and I kept trying to change the subject, but she wouldn't let it go. She doubled, tripled, then quadrupled down, and kept repeating that it was a fluke over and over again. Frankly, it was quite bizarre. Anyway, since then, it's been her personal vendetta to try and bring me down. She's been whispering in people's ear that I got the internship through connections. She also spread the rumor that I'm lazy, telling people that I'm incompetent, clumsy, and that I'm always turning in assignments late. The last one is kind of a head-scratcher, because I tend to turn in assignments early just in case. On the surface, it seems rather harmless, but it's scary to me that people are actually starting to believe her. A mutual friend teased me the other day about always turning in assignments at the last minute, and when I told her that I actually turned them in early, she was just like, oh sure you do. Abby is really social, she knows a lot of people, and is close with the professors, and is the big sister figure everyone relies on. It's starting to really scare me just how much she's been changing other people's perception of me. This profession is small, and having a reputation for being lazy and incompetent will definitely be detrimental to me. It's easy to say that the people who really know me will also know that the things she's saying are just absolute garbage. And while that's true, it just goes back to the competitive and toxic environment thing. There are a lot of people, even so-called friends, who want to believe these things. They want to think that everything I've achieved is indeed a fluke, instead of being earned by merit or hard work. I'm really scared over all this, and I feel really helpless. What am I supposed to do? This is a really terrible situation, because this is so uncalled for. It's obvious that Abby is very intimidated by the thing that you have. You got the most desired internship in your program, and she's trying everything she can to try and tear you down and ruin your reputation. And in my opinion, there's a few ways you can go about doing this. 
First and foremost, I would immediately go to the department head and report this lady for spreading lies about you. I don't care who they are or what kind of influence they have. Nothing is more influential than the department head. They will absolutely take care of this and this should really be escalated. In the meantime, I would document everything that she's saying with date and timestamps so you can have a running record of everything that this lady's saying to you because this is completely unacceptable. You might even be able to get a letter of confirmation from one of the department heads that chose you for this internship and allow them to put in writing that you got this internship because you perform better than any other candidate. And that is not because you happen to know somebody or that you paid somebody off because that's so unethical. It's not even funny. I think you have every right to be upset about this and you have every right to step up and defend your good name because to sit there and allow someone to defame your hard work and your good name would be so disrespectful to the woman who worked so hard just to get where she's at. So report her tomorrow and let the department head take care of this because if someone wants to defame your good name, then they deserve the consequences that will come along with it. My friend and landlord wants my baby. And at this point, I'm not sure what to do about this. So I'm a 37 year old female and I'm about six and a half months pregnant. It's a long story, but about four months ago, I found myself homeless and desperate. Jessica, who's in her fifties, owns a house and had been renting the top floor, three small rooms and a small bedroom as an Airbnb, where she made about a thousand dollars during a good month. She also gets disability for back pain and depression. We've known each other for about five years and we are decent enough friends and even played in a band together years ago. When she heard about my situation, she told me that she's been wanting to close the Airbnb for a while because she hates cleaning it all the time and that she always wanted to rent to a family with a baby and that she would also love to be my babysitter when I went back to work. It sounded like a godsend, but I told her I could only afford about $685 a month. She said she will make it work because she is really excited to have a baby around and she even let me crash on her couch for free for two months as the last guest trickled in upstairs. She has since picked up a 10 hour a week job cooking for a friend to supplement the lost income. Slowly over the last few months though she has said things that make me feel very uncomfortable. One of her friends said something about us raising a child together and that rubbed me the wrong way but I just wrote it off as them joking around. Then another time she said that when she's talking to her dog. She refers to herself as mommy and that my kid might get confused. So it would be best if the baby learned to call her mommy and called me mama. With the most disgusted look on my face, I said that my child will understand that she is her dog's mommy and that she can be Auntie Jessica. And after she said these things, I started to push her away. Another thing she said was that sometimes when I laugh, I remind her of an ex-girlfriend. And after she said this, I was very uncomfortable. I believe I've made it clear in the past that I do not date women, but I'm worried she might have some weird crush on me despite her having a boyfriend. She is not in the least bit attractive to me, neither physically or personality-wise. As a side note, I've also come to realize that I do not feel comfortable letting her babysit 40 hours a week. She is on a lot of meds, sleeps through her dog barking loudly, and is generally just very myopic and scatterbrained. A few times, her prescriptions were late, and she was bedridden for days, experiencing really bad withdrawals. I can't imagine leaving my baby with her and going to work. I also haven't told her that I'm seeking alternative childcare yet. The other day, it got back to me that she's still telling people that she is my co-parent and I'm at my wit's end. I have found myself snapping at her over several different things over the last few days as I try to find an opportunity for a conversation about this. But I also feel guilty. She has closed her business, is renting to me at a huge discount, and is willing to help me with my baby for free. She's also helping to host my baby shower, which 
purchase tomorrow. Anyone in my situation could consider this living in luxury, but I just feel this huge resentment and disgust towards her. How should I have this long overdue conversation with her? I need help forming how I can kindly, despite my internal rage, put a stop to her delusions. I don't know where to start. Admittedly, I worry about my rent going up or losing my housing if I upset her, but I also feel like this is all somehow my fault for in essence accepting her charity. What should I do? In my opinion, you need to find someplace else to live. This is not safe for you or your future child. The manipulation that is coming from your supposed friend right now and the creepy thing she's saying is just really bad. She knows you're desperate and she knows that you need a house, so she is holding the housing that she's giving you over your head to try and manipulate you into letting her do whatever she wants. You are being manipulated so hard and you might not even realize it. This lady's also trying to pretend like this baby that you're about to have is also hers. That's like some creepy stuff right there. So in my opinion, if you really want to keep yourself safe as well as your future kids safe, get out while you can. Because this lady sounds absolutely crazy and you would be a lot better off living literally anywhere else. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.